Remember how I said you're the poster child of DDoS? You're gonna be the poster child for fucking Eclipse. I can tell you that right now. No. Yes. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you are literally the assistant team captain. Yes. So we are so... now live, which is pretty cool. Um, nice. Nice. Yeah. So, here today, we have Eclipse, but part two. Because this isn't going to be the Eclipse roster that we introduced on the beat drop a couple weeks ago. But this is going to be the Eclipse that we're going to see in Season 4, hopefully. You know, I don't think you guys are planning on any changes, but we all know how life goes. So, we'll start at the top and we'll introduce ourselves. And kind of like what I said earlier, kind of tell everybody what teams are from, just in case for some reason they don't know like I didn't. So, my name is Demo. I am the flex support for Eclipse, and I came from Undead Battery in Season 3. Uh, hey guys, my name is Jstar. I came from DDoS last season, and I am the flex tank for Eclipse. Hello, my name is PK Kid. I came from DDoS, and I am the flex DPS for Eclipse Season 4. Uh, hello, my name is Polar. I come from Vitamin C, and I'm uh, the DPS for Eclipse. Word. Okay, so... Season started today. Season 20 in 2020. Let's keep it let's keep it going with the 20s. Um Do you guys suspect that there's going to be anything cool coming into season 4 to shake up the meta uh of of Trank or do you think that we're going to be kind of seeing what we saw at the end, the Bap Zen double shield and just range DPS slash if you want to run brawl then you run May Reaper or, or do you or do you guys see something different in your ladder matches? Personally, it's been very. It's there's been a lot of variation in the tank lineups. The healer lineups will still stay the same. It's gonna be like Babzen and Moira, and and other stuff. But you're gonna see a lot of like Arisa Hog, um, Arisa Sigma, Ranzari, and Dive. It's gonna be a lot of those. It's gonna be very varied, in my opinion. I've seen a lot of Arisa Ryan, and it scares me because normally the Arisa pulls into a Ryan charge, and the team follows up on it, and it's just <laughs> super brawl like. So I've seen that a lot. I most of my games were Risa Ryan for my placements, and then it'd be like May Reaper. But like I've also seen a lot of poke comps like um, Famacy Hanzo, the DPS, and it's just like you play super slow, wait for the team to make a mistake. So I think this will probably stay the same most of the entire season four. Uh, well, first, uh, personally, I really think there's gonna be more like way more Risa Sigma. I don't think the Ryan's as good because if you have the Sigma, then you can really just kind of poke the Rhine out, unless the Rhine goes Lucio, but then you just have the Mortality or the or the Zen, which is just such an advantage in this meta for the shield break and all that. From a tank standpoint, I don't I see it being Arisa Sigma still. Yeah, Arisa Rhine is ran when you want to brawl, but I mean Arisa Sigma is just like the synergy is just significantly better than Arisa Rhine could ever be. So I know pull Fire Strike and pull Charge is a thing. A pull rock, Jesus, that's a hell of a combo right there. So from a tank standpoint, I don't really see it changing. Right. Okay. Um, talking more about, I guess if you're not sure about what it will be, then we could talk about season three and your competition that you think you're going to see there. But in season four, who do you think is going to have the advantage coming in? Uh, when it when you describe the team comps that you did, so like the double shield staying meta. The support line still being kind of linear but still a little bit of options and then the 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 may hanzo reaper fara potentially for poke comps or widow Wh which team has that in the bag do you think or would you assume? Uh, 
I definitely one last see, ride. Yeah, you see some like people at Kairos are like, it's gonna be a lot of like uh, the carry. It was like it was like Doomfist last uh, like last meta, but then now it's probably gonna be the Hanzo, and like both quarter and uh, uh, Kairos are both nuts on those, so they got that down. I feel like some some teams like that have. I know that one last ride is staying and prodigious is for Discord, and I feel like those teams just kind of have the benefit because of how much they played with each other. But it's just like a matter of who can play. Yeah, like I know one last ride, like Coder and Kairos are insane. May Hanzo, like, so it's just kind of a matter of who gets the most synergy first out of that comp. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's that's true. A lot of the teams that um that coming back that stay in the same tier have a lot of the same players are going to have that advantage and it was interesting because by the end of the season three most harmony tier players were like a hundred percent bound for discord tier because of just how much everybody improved over that amount of time so shaking up the discord tier is gonna probably bring the first couple weeks to a little bit more parity than we saw initially in last season so that'll be cool but yeah i think once everyone kind of gets set and the the um everyone gets more consistent and synergizes well with each other. I, I think the the true like winners will, will will carve out their spot. While in the first couple weeks, I think teams like One Last Ride or, or potentially us, well, like you said, have that advantage to just get a couple, not necessarily free wins, but a little bit more gifted to us than than someone else who's building a team from scratch and has to work hard to, to get in that rhythm. Because I can, I can tell you from experience, I can tell you because we scrimmed One Last Ride last night, they they only lost two players modern lion modern, modern lion art and uh poet and the core of the team was still there and they're just finding the replacements that synergize with them pretty well and it's they're looking really solid right now unless right has a lot of poke heroes as well so <laughs> if pdk's prediction is right then they'll be extremely powerful in the early season PDK, I got a question for you. There's been a lot of assumptions coming out of like the uh, the tier two scenes and then a lot of the analysts and podcasts, people about Junkrat potentially being viable again just because he has such high shield break and since we're in breakable barriers meta, it's not too bad an idea to run Junkrat on certain maps, especially like Temple where Junkrat's always really been viable, but now more so on a bunch of the maps that are getting thrown into the map pool like Dorado and stuff like that. So what are your thoughts as the resident Junkrat aficionado? Um, I feel like Junkrat in this meta is probably going to be a lot more effective than he was last meta. It's just a matter of, like, if, like, let's say both teams run the Junkrat, it's just a matter of, like, Shield War, I guess. Like, I, Junkrat's going to be, he's going to be a viable pick this year, this meta. It, like, depends on the map you're on, though. So I know, like, um, like, Temple and Hanamara, they like, it's like one choke push and, like, Junkrat can get so much value out of it. It's just a matter of, like, who can, like, what team can utilize it more, in my opinion, and I feel like this meta is going to be like the Junkrat meta, even though he really has one. Like, he hasn't really had one in a long time, and I feel like this one's going to be the one where he's going to be the most viable. So, yeah. Where do you think that puts characters that kind of like share that role, like Hanzo and Farah? Um, I feel like it's like Hanzo, he's probably going to be played most maps because of the Hanzo Mei meta that's coming in because of the Storm Arrow. I think he got Storm Arrow buffs for this last patch, which that's also going to help. And then Farah, it's just, you have to run your, like, you have to, like, if you run Farah, you have to play a lot of poke. And, like, you can't play fast, so, like, teams that, like, bound to play fast, like, um, can't think of any off the top. Like, I can't think uh, of any, like... One Last Ride. 
Uh, well, not sure it can adapt. It's just like teams who like to play more fast, they have to get really used to the new Pharah. But I feel like once everyone gets comfortable with the new poke meta, and I feel like every team is gonna have like a like I feel like Pharah and Hanzo is like gonna be meta. It's just gonna be like what maps they're best on, I guess. And like that's gonna be how most teams are gonna try to win season four, I guess. Sure. And does that like fit the mold that this is open to everybody, it's not just PD? But like, does that fit the mold for the team that you guys are creating on Eclipse with just like have a, a, a one or two DPS, maybe even three DPS players that are viable on these subset of heroes that are meant to be in rotation with each other, like like Hanzo, Junkrat, and uh, Farrar in your in your hypothetical. So is that something that's going to benefit you more, or are you trying to just to ride the meta of just May Hanzo? We don't want to really adapt our picks too much we want to practice what's the best so i can tell you from the pickups we have polar is even though he's a resident may player he's also a very very good farah and whenever we want to run a pharmacy he's the man we put on the farah and pdk along with that whenever we want to run like a double like spam comp uh, i know uh we've been practicing a little bit on rialto of a farah hanzo comp where we put Polar on the Farah and PDK on Hanzo. And it's just a matter of who can break shields and let the tanks take the space, pretty much. So, mm -hmm. and let Polar and PDK do their thing. Make and a crossfire and let them go go to work, pretty much. We also have Voidkit, who's like like the Widow, McCree, like they're like the hitscan specialist for the team. I can relate and... them to the Pine of Tranquility. Yeah, so like we're gonna probably put me and Voidkit in for whenever we wanna run double sniper. And then, like, every other map just depended on, like, the heroes that I'm, like, like most fluent with that map, I guess. Like, if you want to play Rialto, you put in a Pharmacy Hanzo, which would be me and Polar. And if you want to run, like, I don't know, maybe, like, Junkrat, Hanzo, you probably put me and Voidkit in, because Voidkit is a very good Hanzo as well. But it's just gonna be, like, whatever, like, I feel like we're building the team around, like, most flexible. We're, like, building around DPS, because our tank and our supports are both, like, our tank line, like, J-Star can play in most tanks, then Surfy's our main tank player. And then our support line is Demo and Seb from Undead. And then we also have... Um, we're looking for another support currently. And then, so we're building around, like, most flexible. Just so we don't have to, like, lock meta and just try to roll with it. We have a lot more fluency with our comps. Sure, yeah, that makes sense. I think that'll come to benefit you guys as blizzard institute these like massive like changing buffs and nerfs from the goats era more fluidly into the game like they they appear to be doing uh now as opposed to when we all expected it which was right when 222 was in you know uh put into the game so that you know good luck to that you know dps line that you're that you're building to be comfortable in these metas so more on to Surfy and J-Star. So how does that lineup going to be working? I know that the main tank role can get kind of muddied up when it comes to Orisa Sig because they both have main tank and off tank responsibilities as both being shield tanks. So where does that where does that put you to? So I, uh, I'm more the Sigma player. And uh, we let uh, Surfy handle pretty much 100% of the Orisa. Yeah. Surfy's an insanely good Orisa player. And yeah, he was on uh, he was on vitamin C. He 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 just one tricks uh, Arisa. It's kind of nasty at it. 
That's what I was gonna kind of allude to is that it, we're seeing Wrecking Ball come more and more into the play, like to popular play, and really the only thing keeping him back right now is May because he hard counters both the supports in the meta and has a pretty good matchup against the tanks and Hanzo. So it's Winston that has the issue, right? It's in that comp where like, you jump on a Hanzo, he's going to lunge away. You jump on a Bap, he doesn't have enough damage to kill the Bap or, and kill his immortality. Zen's always had a decent matchup against Winston because his headshot hitbox is the size of his, you know, where he's from, the moon. So it's eh for him, but definitely seeing Wrecking Ball, Arisa, Wrecking Ball, Ryan, Wrecking Ball, whoever, and he's like in this meta or even Sig has been something I've been seeing in my ladder matches, but then again, I'm like, I've been kind of stuck in my SR for a while, which is like high diamond, low masters, and that's kind of where people that try to solo carry like Ball or Roadhog and heroes like that kind of like stagnate, so maybe I'm just biased, but I've noticed that like Ball is definitely viable and that we should, you know, tanks like myself or J-Star or Surfer, whoever, should be trying to like become more fluent on them and then in that situation do you push yourself j-star onto that role and pair up with the orissa or do you try to do run the winston and, and and the wrecking ball going either to you or to him how, how does that how does that work implementing different so, in the lineup? so i know on nepal sanctum we try we are trying to run a orisa ball um combo and Surfy is the Arisa player, granted, and I am on the ball. Ball is one of the characters I'm more fluent with. I know like how I know how to play him and everything, so I'm I'm pretty comfortable on the ball. Um, so as far as like the dive heroes go, um, I'm I'm pretty fluent on all of them, so I'm not real worried about like I'm the like the most flexible tank right now. And no, no, uh, no shade thrown at Surfy because Surfy's a really good Reinhardt as well. But um, whenever we want to try to flex the tanks up a little bit, it's usually me that goes off the traditional Sigma, and we keep Surfy on the Arisa and have me flex around. Gotcha. All right. Cool. That answers that answers enough questions. So we don't have any of the supports here. So I can't really. Yeah, we do. We have Demo. D I'm oh here. shoot! I forgot you're here, Demo. All right, so Demo, tell me about how you're planning to tackle this meta with Seb. I know you guys are already like comfortable with each other, or at least I'd hope so, being on Undead Batteries. So like, what is what is the plan for Bap Zen for you two, or to run maybe potentially Brigitte? She she found some some play at the end of last season for a lot of like popular game you know streamers and pro players and stuff like that, or sticking with Moira Lucio. I mean, the the support meta is kind of blown wide open. So where where does that where does it fall for you? For me and Seb, Seb is the main healer and I am the off healer generally. Um, but so he, like his hero pool consists of like Ana, Moira, Mercy, and um, Baptiste. Well, my uh, support hero pool is more to Lucio, Zen, and Bap. So we're generally probably, I, I think we can run. Um, main healer off healer but if i ever need to he can go like moira and i can go back and we can just like double main heal it um he also me, me and him also know how to play brigitte to an extent so 
if our coach Mark ever lets uh, lets us run a certain comp, we can also play um, Rikita and Lucio in that. Oh, the dog. The dog. <laughs> the dog comp. Oh, I love that comp. Yeah, but... it's, it's, it's basically it's basically goats, but two yeah. two two. <laughs> so I know a lot of people. I, I don't want to say are kind of closed-minded when it comes to Brikita comps, but that's the way I view it from the outside looking in. But I know people, you know, they're, they're just trying to maximize their output by only having limited input. So Brigitte Lucio is definitely the most popular Brigitte comp I see, but I saw a lot of Brigitte Ana in like tier two and tier one play back when the, tier one was still going. So what do you guys think about Brigitte? Is she, is she stuck to only being paired with a Lucio in some sort of sad attempt to revive goats or is it or does she actually have potential in a meta like this from a tank standpoint not really yeah she doesn't, she, she doesn't do enough the thing with brick is like i ran this comp in dorado it was like it was may hanzo arisa sig bap uh bap brig and like when brig rallied we just pushed in as a unit and our bap throws an immor down aggressively and the team just disappears. Like, it's such, like, Arisa's armor pack, like, you give it to, like, someone like a Reaper before he goes in, and he's just invincible. Like, you uh, can't stop him. Like, with, like, uh, three armor packs on him. From a support standpoint, I do not think that Brigitte will have a place in the meta unless, um, unless you go an extremely brawly comp like Dog. And the reason why is because... Brigitte is ultimately kind of like a frontline support, but a backline peeler, which is a little, it's a little weird to think about that, but she needs to be on the frontline in order to deal damage, but if, um, and like deal damage and heal, but she needs to be able to peel back for supports if say there's a Tracer or a Winston diving the backline. Sure, yeah, she kind of fulfilled that role um, really well back in like single goats. tank before like well even goats but goats she had a lot more leniency but i feel like actually like the way it would work now where you have to kind of be perfect about it was more akin to what like the dive comp to counter goats was during that era with the solo ball plus the the sombra farah uh mercy anna and then either doomfist roadhog or uh brigitte just as long as they're a cc character on your flex player so i think back then it was a lot easier for brig or a lot like a lot more commonly understood for Brigitte to be this like backline like kind of counter engager where she was able to still get frontline value by like stifling an engagement where like multiple dive heroes go and kind of get baited into fighting a brawl with Brigitte which is a hard brawl to win if you like set up properly so I see that and then in like this current meta I think there's a lot of potential for that too having your zen and bap all on these like these flanks but being relatively close to each other and then someone tries to bring a wrecking ball into the mix or winston and try to like counter that which at low tier like works but then a brig kind of just stops that if you go bat brig instead of bat zen so yeah i definitely like i see the niche value but it's it, it i just i just wanted to see how you guys on eclipse kind of viewed brig which is kind of how i fear that a lot of other players like see her and i definitely don't know as, as someone who's ignorant to support play at this point in my career i i, I genuinely don't know how to implement brig in a, an effective way so I yeah, just the only way to really uh, the only way to really implement brigitte is to put her into a brawl comp where she can constantly keep up her inspire passive and 
with, with and like once again going to PDK, there's going to be a lot of poke comps. There's going to be a lot of Reese Sigma, which isn't really a brawl comp unless you have Lucio, and Lucio is better than Brig in that type of comp. Yeah, I definitely. Um, Brig is not very strong because it's not that she's not she's not definitely not bad. It's just there's bad Zen is just a much better option even running the Lucio. You can run the Lucio yeah, like, Brig, but just. It just gets outclassed by the Hanzo Mei. Like you can just poke from afar, and what's basically once the Rhine Shield goes down, it's, it's basically over because the Brig can't really dive anything on high ground. Uh, her mobility is fairly low, and she really has no like healing or survivability other than like herself and Inspire. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and her Inspire doesn't even heal her. Like she heals everybody else for like 150 per like Inspire passive or something, but like. She only gets like 75 and points of healing. Gets, she gets her ult a lot faster with Inspire. Mm -hmm. uh, like, and her ult is also... <laughs> it's a lot like, uh, worse than you see Trance. It's, it's like Trance, but like, like five times worse. And Baph, you charge ult like once a fight and it charges other people's ults. So it's yeah, you can't even use Baph's ult a major at plus, all. Yeah. So... Brigida, she, she doesn't have a lot of synergy with like... Uh, the meta right now, and the the hero she does synergy with, they're just not, not not very good right now. If you if you see like a Lucia, if you see like a Ranzari meta, then I see Brig, but not. With yeah, Ranzari. definitely. Um, I feel like uh, um, some actually, if if it does go into an Arisa um Arisa Ryan meta, I do think that Brigitte might be able to go into that with a Bap and Moira as the second healer. Okay. Uh, there's a lot more shields. Mm -hmm. um, sure. In order to keep the team safe. Yeah, and yeah. And it's also brawly enough for her to get her passive. But that's like the only way. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. So, I guess we'll finally get off of Brig and, and talk about what your... Uh... The plan for season four for you guys, um, where, where, like, where, what is the, what's the goal? Because I know uh, like soccer teams have these like interviews beforehand where it's just like, where realistically do you see yourself landing? Obviously, you want to probably overshoot what you might get just to have like a, a just like a goal. But g give us, give us your, the odds of you of you finishing first, fifth, whatever, whatever, wherever you think. Um, I personally think that we will finish. I know that, like, the whole realm of the community has changed, like, the way we're setting everything up. And I think we're going to be a high group B team and a or a low group A team, okay. in all honesty. Um, we have a lot of things to work out that, like, we need to fix in order for us to make that, like, make that step. But um, as of right now, I think we're low, uh, high B, low A. And I feel like if we are able to make those fixes that we need to make, then we could potentially be a mid-A. Gotcha. Hmm. Our, our main trouble at the moment is communication and knowing what to say in a fight and synergy. So as soon as I think we just have to play a lot more together, another. more scrims to get more comfortable with each other, and then we'll be able to communicate and talk really well with each other, and I think then we'll be a force to be reckoned with, personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like as a team, I want I want to strive for like top A or like low B, but 
and like i feel like if we get as like super comfortable with one another we could probably be like top four but i feel like for a personal goal i want to be like like i don't know like i want us to do as good as eclipse did last season like you know like maybe it'd be a little rocky at the start and then like we start getting a groove we put our foot in and look at what they did they took commit to a six map which is something they took two maps off commit which is something that you know no one ever saw i feel like that's a good like ending point for eclipse but i feel like we could hopefully with with enough you know coaching with our coaching coaches and then with our team players and synergy i feel like as a team we could probably hopefully do as good as eclipse did last season or maybe even better but that's my goal for the team i definitely want to win this season uh i think <laughs> coaching it's definitely a large improvement from no coach and i think we can win this year gotcha actually yeah you were a little quiet there but i i, I think i try to turn you up as much as possible so but i think the uh the message might have got across of it you just wanting to win the whole thing and thinking it's possible with with marth at the helm and a couple other key figures on the team so I don't know if you have to mess with your mic a little bit, but I turned you up pretty high on my end. So we'll, we'll worry about that a little bit later. So any any cool like news for, for Eclipse Season 4 on like the... It could be either in-game stuff. It could be roster transactions you didn't think were going to happen. Perspective roster transactions. Potential rivals, scrim mm. partners, you guys. Any, anything Anything worth noting. All right, from a team captain's point of view, I, I got I got the juice. So, um, as far as roster roster stuff goes, um, Nightvolt is retiring, and he was probably one of the best supports that we had last season. And he is he's moving on with his life, which I don't blame him. He's he's an older guy, and he's moving on with his life and doing, as he told me, boomer stuff. So. He's doing that. Um, I know for as far as like scrim partners and all that, us and Caliber, I've been really close as far as scrims go. We've always we always give each other good good games, and so us and Caliber are working together quite a bit. Gotcha. Um, Caliber, just to like make sure that's the commit team, right? Like that's the that's their affiliate. Commit's not a thing anymore. But yeah, it's technically their academy team, but it's just like a... Because Commit was going to do a transcendence tier, and then they were going to like partner up. And then people from Commit had to do real-life stuff, and they had to retire, so... Commit kind of took their spot in the Discord tier. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Right, because yeah, I didn't quite know the... The iffy part about that. So... Talk to me about your relationship with Caliber, because I mean we're all learning a lot about these teams. Like we know Illusion, we know Alt F4, we know Insulak, we know Prodigious, we know Maelstrom, we know most of these guys. But like Tailwind, Caliber, Hellhounds, mm. Overtime again, stuff like that. Like, tell us your scoop on them. Uh, I mean, so... I've oh you can go go P D guy good. Oh, uh, I mean like for Hellhounds, like I don't know a lot of people on their team, but I've heard that they've been probably playing for around like three four months. 
and like they're a really good team and they're led by someone named Gabe I believe who was in season two he was probably like considered one of the best DPS during that season which is what I've heard from Yeti and then I know that Tailwind has I'm pretty sure they have Poggers, Soli, and Koga as a DPS line I'm pretty sure which that's a really good that's a really good DPS line and then teams like Overtime Reignited like Crimson's a very scary DPS and then I know that like a couple of their team members are very strong. They've been playing with each other for a long time. So I know that they're going to have. And then, I don't know. What was the other team you said, Juka? Caliber. Well, yeah, Caliber. I mean, One Tricks, Holy Habanero. I was just naming a few teams that were mm -hmm. confirmed in the Discord, too. I know. I, I do know that there are a couple teams and stuff. And, like, for, like for a couple of people from Monday's Battery are going into Overtime Reignited. And uh, those people are like, um, it's Traction and Crimson. I know that Traction's been invited to overtime, but I don't know if he's officially in it or not. Um, but he was a he was a pretty good main tank from my perspective. And Crimson is just like an all around great DPS. So I feel like overtime is overtime reignited. It's gonna be good with those. And then not my meta is another team, right? With no, they're, they're already folded. They already folded. My goodness, that was they quick. lost their team jam and then they just folded. That so quick. I definitely think Calvert's coming in as the most overrated team in uh, tranquility. I think mm. uh, people, people are saying that like they're the best team right now, but uh, just because they're from commit, I feel like the roster is uh, definitely a good team. But I see him probably being like mid v high v. Uh, same no. as overtime. Uh, people were saying they're really good, but I wasn't really too impressed with like their uh, their pickups. And yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'm I think uh, Hellhounds are pretty good, and One Off Drive is definitely a really strong team. Same with uh, Prodigious, just for the synergy. And but yeah, that that's and I I really don't know anybody else other than the other team. Um, Via chat, Capital says that habaneros are pretty much just remade. Uh, Holy jalapenos. Well, I heard that. Oh, okay, never mind. Maybe. Because after not my meta imploded, um, I know Boris and Needle, Needle they wanted Maybe. to start a team, and they went to I think Mallard and were like, "Yo, can we just take the Holy Jalapeno name?" Mallard's like, okay. Not jalapenos. They rebranded to... It's their they Discord They rebranded re and joined the Discord. Yeah, team. that's what Capital's mm -hmm. saying that they're not my... Like, Hoping Hellenarios are not my meta, just without Trash and Chimanzi. Pretty much. Okay. Oh, so Climate's on Holy... Um, oh, no, wait. Climate's so on... Habaneros? 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 Is he? I have no I idea. Know. I don't know. Hmm. Ask him later. Uh, the I, meta was actually pretty good. Uh, I thought the bagels was actually one of the nastiest talents I've seen, but they're uh, under 3.5k. And uh, but I I think uh, I think definitely Trash was like the strongest player on that team. Frost was also really good. Uh, so if they are just rebranding, I I see them being uh, worse than they were before, but uh, still uh, still um, still pretty good. I feel like um, 
like a couple of the teams that are coming in now are going to come in like super hot at the beginning of the season and during the preseason tournament. I know that teams like um, I know that Imper started a team. I'm pretty Beer positive. Pressure. Beer yeah, pressure. I know that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're in it to like <laughs> like they're try yeah. they're like they're in it to have fun, and um they're in for just you know having fun and trying to win. And I feel like that team's like if Imper picks up the right pieces, that team could be very good. I know Ulta Four is making strides to pick up new players, and I know that they're run by Godspeed, which promising. Godspeed's really good. In May I've seen I've put it against him on May. He's terrifying. Gives me nightmares. <laughs> um, and like I know that teams like One Streaks. I don't know a lot about them. All I know is uh, the team's ran by an ex Jetpack Cats player, and he was like really good while he was on the Cats. So I know for me. Uh, Caliber, Caliber's per, Caliber and One Last Ride are gonna be our rivals. I can tell you that right now, because One Last uh, I say One Last Ride is gonna be our rival because of what happened last season, and it's pretty much the same team that we're facing against, and they want revenge. And Caliber, Caliber's has a lot of ifs on that team, because I know Falk's moving over to DPS, and if he's able to improve, like. Uh, like I like Normac has been saying he is. He's gonna be a dang good DPS. It's gonna be mm -hmm. scary. So definitely one last ride. Uh, I think their weak point is definitely uh, capital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna be in your backline. Just take the five or six. He pops off. Uh, he, he does pop off about like what like every every three fights. He de he definitely like wins a fight for him. But like playing on his team and playing with him in ranked is this guy definitely just uh. And, and in the scrims last night, the the map he played definitely had some ifs. Capital was playing tank last night. That's because they were down their tank player. He played support. Because their tank okay. player wasn't able to be there. Yeah. <laughs> but I also know that um, like another rival for me personally, like <laughs> it's um, like. It's gonna be Ulta Four, in my opinion. I'm gonna have main PDKs. I like I don't. It's not that I dislike game. anyone from Ulta Four. It's just you know, like we were on DDoS and we moved to a different team instead of going Ulta Four. And I respect like the management and everything. I feel like that's gonna be like my biggest rival. But like I feel like the, that team's gonna be really good if they pick up the right pieces. I know that they're ran by like their team captain is Jet. And Jet's a really strong off tank, and they also got Hinga Shu back, who's a really solid main support. And then they also have Godspeed, so I feel like that's gonna be my biggest rival. But in terms of like Eclipse as a whole, it's gonna be Caliber one last ride. Fair. That's pretty cool. And do you see those two teams as being like you're rating yourselves earlier, high B, low A, or potentially mid A if you really um... like get in shape? Do you see those teams as like? Above you, below you, around where you are, what's up? I feel like one last ride. I feel like one last ride is gonna be how they were last season. Like they're gonna be like third or fourth, just because pure off the fact that they have like synergy. the same exact core basically and synergy, and they also have Coder and Kairos, who are really good. Like they're very talented DPS. I was screaming them just last night or two nights Kairos, ago. Like... Blizzard's taste amazing. No, but Coder has a very strong Pharah, and I feel like that team is gonna be really good. And Caliber, I personally, like, they have a really strong tank line of Brand Normac. Mm -hmm. And their DPS line is also not to, be, like, not to be, like, slept on. Like, they have Kurt from Illusion who proved himself. I feel like 
Falcon's also really strong, and JT, he's a very good Hanzo. I feel like they have, like, I feel like they have really good, like, pieces. It's just, if they put them all together correctly and make the right puzzle out of it, they're going to be an insanely feared team. Like, they're not going to be a team not to, like, back down from, like, that caliber is going to be probably, like, if they put the time in, they put scrims in, and Normac Ashby so shows up for a scrim, <laughs> that team's going to be insane. So I, I rate them as, like, mid, and if, like, 100%, like, synergy, that's going to be, like, top two team. Gotcha. Who do you, um, so who do you peg for these teams that aren't going to make, like, a, a, a big statement just from what you know about them so far? Not if you don't know about them. Like, if it's a team that you just don't know anybody on, don't, don't do that. Just, like, from, just, like, I guess this would be, like, a hot take question. But who do you think is just, like, more of the same of, eh? Uh, I feel like the teams coming through from Harmony, like, no offense to Illusion or Nostrum, but I don't feel like they're going to have the amount of spice as they did last season. But that's just me personally. But I feel like I feel like every team, like no, they don't know a lot about the team, so I can't really make any like right. says uh, about it. But like I, think I know that Nostrum and Illusion, like they have like the same exact core and they thrived in Harmony. It's just a matter of if they, because like I've heard people that pick Maelstrom and Illusion to be like low tier teams, and I feel like. That could be possible, but I also have a feeling that they could be a good team. It's just a matter of if, like, the players that thrived last season are still as good as they are, as good as they were last season. I so, think, uh, Maelstrom, Instalock, uh, Fear Pressure, uh, Holy Helmet Arrows, and Illusion are going to be definitely weaker teams. That, that's a hot take there. I, I have to agree with Polar. I have to agree with Polar, because we talked about this in the Season 3 recap, Beat Drop, where you can't bring pretty much a full roster of Harmony tier players and expect them to do good. And, like, we, we talked about it, we thought we thought it was going to be Alt F4, but we were wrong. And it was it's Maelstrom and Illusion that are moving up as, like, a whole. And something needs to change in order for them to be good. And with the people that they have now... I don't think it'll it'll work for the harmony the harmony teams that are just moving up as a whole. So I'm gonna I'm gonna present my opinion on on just like this. Not any specific team you mentioned. Like this is all just hypothetical. Mm -hmm. In mm -hmm. the first four, three, five weeks of Discord tier, I think teams that moved up raw from harmony tier will have a better record from those created by mix of harmony tier, Discord tier, new players, whatever. Simply because if you are running the same team who's been seasoned like in the beginning stages where everyone's still kind of like finding their footing and where everyone else's like comps are how they're going to work in certain metas and stuff like that i think teams that are technically less proficient are going to outweigh the teams that are mechanically more proficient so just because of, of, of synergy and strategy just not having to talk really during game it's really just comfortability so but then i think that you're right if if no changes happen where you're like you don't see, you don't find the weak link that you that you should have left behind in harmony, and and like fast enough and pick up a new Discord tier caliber player, is like, that's when you find the issues. Or if there even is that, maybe everybody who moved up was was genuinely ready. But I think that, 
like I, I personally don't believe Illusion or like Maelstrom or like any of these teams really have to worry about that. I think like they're probably gonna be like I don't know their goal, but I assume it's like everyone's is probably to get first. But I I think it's I think it's smarter to have a, a solid foundation that's a little weaker than to jump in with an entirely new roster and expect everybody to just like work. Because what I found is that like good players, like you you, you notice like some of the, the MVPs aren't on teams that were like all that good. It's because mm-hmm. like you can be a great player and have a team of great players, but it's a lot harder to just synergize as a whole unit than it is to just singularly pop off in a six person game. So that's when you have sure. cases like for us, like our, our instance of it was like Kaizen where like, he's like unreal good. I'm really happy that he was on my team. Uh, so I didn't die as, as nearly as often, but like he was not able, even though he's such a singular force on our team, it wasn't enough to like net us a lot of wins. So it's like you bring in these, like these players from like all over that were like currently like the number one in their spot uh, on their team, or maybe even like the top five in their tier. Uh, and then you put them all on one team. Like I still, that to me isn't as smart as just having a solid base and then just slowly mixing puzzle pieces around until you find the picture you want. So mm-hmm. I, I genuinely don't know how things are going to go. Obviously, like no one does, but that's that's my take on it. And um, I, I think that teams like Illusion and Maelstrom, uh, I, I look to those teams and hope that they like heed the warning of like be willing to kick off like your best friend in exchange for like performing better if your end goal is to do well as a team. Because mm-hmm. that's that's an issue. That's something that like my team, like we just won't do that. At the end of the day, it's like none of us are interested in joining another team. We're all just like we were friends first, and then we thought Overwatch was cool. So like, heard our results, and if that's your goal, then go for it. Like I like you're mentioning, I think Beer Pressure was the team where it's like we're only in it to have fun. And then when that mm-hmm. the goal is just to have fun, yeah. like rankings, placings doesn't matter. That's when you can find the teams that end up towards like the bottom that are just like whatever. It's not it's not a big deal. But teams that are genuinely trying, I feel like I'd be more scared of a team like Illusion or Maelstrom that's willing to drop a piece to see what happens than a team of all-stars all put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, I know from, like, a Maelstrom point of view, they drop Nagisa. And she was a she was a really solid flex for them, going back and forth between the tank and support. And they're looking to pick up, I think, O-Stories. I think. And O-Stories is... A solid, solid Discord tier player, and he tried out for Eclipse, and he was he was really solid. But I think, like, like you said, they're not afraid to drop pieces of the puzzle in order to help them out. And I think by dropping Nagisa, because everybody on that team loved Nagisa, from what I've heard, and pick, dropping her to get somebody like Stories is kind of playing into what you just said. So, yeah, I know that. Um... Teams like uh, Beer Pressure, I have a feeling that's going to be like a lot like the Potatoes. They're just in it to have fun. They're not in it to like win every match. But it's, I don't know enough about what one person wants to do with that team. Because I know it is like, let's find people, like, let's find, you Looking know, players, players post. Thing. It says we're in it to have fun and hopefully have a high placement. So I don't know if they're, I don't know like what he's in for. Like, I don't know if he's trying to do it just to have fun or in it to have a higher placement. But I feel like teams. Like let's say Maelstrom as well. Like they're not afraid to shed players, but it's just a matter of are they afraid to shed their core 
more than if anything. They, if they need to, yeah. Because, like, I don't know if Maelstrom, like, let's say, no offense to anyone about to say, maybe, like, a player like Triage, you know, like, maybe he's, like, he's, like, literally Maelstrom. Like, would they be scared to drop him? And, like, I don't know. Which is why I'm, like, I don't know if they're going to be, like, like a mid-tier team, high-tier team, or a low-tier team. It's just a matter of what they want to do moving forward. And it's also a matter of how lucky, not how lucky, it's just a matter of who they play in the brackets. Because that also has a big thing to do on how you get placed. Because I know that they're doing brackets and not every team goes against each other. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Gotcha. I guess that leaves me with uh, kind of just the expectation of uh, of how season four's like the map differential is gonna be like on average. Because I know we had a big issue specifically in Discord tier, but kind of just everywhere. Um, four O's, like everyone's still talking about it. Everybody was talking about it, and the issue, like I think the issue is fairly obvious, especially for Discord tier last season, where it was just like. You had nowhere to go in Discord tier if you got better. So you take like a, a person like Melts in Harmony and was just like outperforming what like Harmony tier was like expecting of people. So it's like, okay, where well you go to Discord tier to, to be more on par with the competition up there. But for Discord tier, there was nowhere to go but stay. So like you find the teams that were like oh like originally within the confines of, of Discord tier uh, level of play, and then people got better. And then it was like, okay, so we upped what the what discord tiers potential was but not the average so i think we're still gonna have that problem in the transcendence tier at least like theoretically because i i haven't i haven't fully dissected every team obviously but i i think it'll be a little bit more evident as we go in but i think it's hard to maintain a like a good stranglehold on what like the the top level of play is in any community because like your incentive to improve is high but the like the the places they can go is only so high and that's like you see mm -hmm. issues like that with like the vancouver titans and the shock that are just like exponentially better than the rest of the uwl at the end of like last season and it's like what do, what do you do to remedy that? You don't have this excess of good players that synergize well with each other late in the season that you can just add to your roster and suddenly you're a team that's like that matters. So the issue comes to our community as well, where it's like transcendence doesn't really have a place to go if that happens. Hopefully it doesn't. But then Discord and Harmony, if, if you get better, then you can go up. If you get worse, you can um, go down. Well, not Harmony, but very rarely does that happen where you just don't just leave. So how do you how do you think that gets either remedied? Does it say the same? What advice would you give? Oh, for like Transcendence? Well, it, it's really yeah. for everybody because like I said, it's like Discord tier can keep going up and up and up and you go to Transcendence. But do you think that that is actually how it's going to go? Or do you think people are going to farm in their tier? Do you think that map differentials are going to stay 4-0 kind of like how they were for discord tier last season do you think that we're going to see a little bit more this team beats this team every day of the week but it's like kind of a skill triangle where another team beats the team that won and then the team that lost beats the team that was able to beat the team that beat them so it's kind of just like rock paper scissors more than um, it's just so a straight line talking to like harmony last season because there's a lot of parody in harmony like jetpack cats one week lost the Vitsi, they lost a map to Vitsi 5-6, and then two weeks later, they foiled them. Like, I don't know how 
because I know that like teams, let's say like last season, like um, I'm gonna put like a team like one last stride. I feel like is a good play for this. Like they, like they could be a lot of teams, but like they weren't able to be like the high like teams that are higher than them. As in tough luck meteors commit. Like no one beat commit, but that's not my point. <laughs> but um, I feel like there's gonna be a lot more parity coming into this season. Because the thing with commit is, like, most of them locked in around, th like, 34, 35. And I know a couple of them locked in around, like, 31. But they all, like, climbed and got better. And as that went on, they were able to dominate, like, a lot more. But I feel like this season, it's going to be more, like, which team has more synergy than, like, which team has the best players. Because I feel like this season, like, all the players on all their teams are all really strong. It's just going to be a matter of what team can put forward the better plays that like let's say like a pull a pull sickle like a pull grab flux it's going to be a lot more like parity in between matches i feel like i don't feel like there's going to be a team that like dominates any tier this season but like as hard as like commit did or vitamin c did i feel like it's going to be like the highest tier like the person like the team with the highest is going to be like Maybe like twelve to three. I don't think they're actually like. There's gonna be no team that goes undefeated in any tier this season. Yeah, it's like trying to say like, um, like what Jugo I said really. It's like Discord tier and Harmony to me more evenly matched, but Transcendence Divisionally people are more evenly matched. Right. And I know, and I know like their teams in Transcendence like Resurrection, Havoc. Bats, Havoc, uh. Havoc is a common name probably around this community for everybody. Havoc, Havoc being Nerdables, um, Velzen. And Top OD. Yeah, yeah. and they, they made Top OD. So they're they're a dang good team. And they're gonna they're probably gonna run the transcendence tier. But then you have teams like Resurrection with Horizon. Marv Rocket, um Marv Rocket Prox. They're gonna be good as well. And I feel and... like the I feel like the transcendence tier. There's gonna be like your top dogs, kind of like Discord this season. So, and I feel like Discord now is pretty much gonna be a rebranded Harmony. And I know I'm saying that because a lot of the Harmony tier players, like I can speak from experience, because this is what I did. I hit Diamond, and um, I'm like, oh, okay, I hit Diamond. I know I have to move up. But instead of moving up right away, I just waited until the end of the season. Because why move up in the middle of a season, having to re-synergize with everybody when you're already on a team that you know you like and you know you have synergy with? That mm -hmm. that was my whole thing. Because I can, like DDoS, I'll, I'll use DDoS for an example. I think everybody but one of us hit Diamond last season. So I know that the entirety of um, Illusion hit Diamond. And mm -hmm. then, like... Um... Same thing with VitC, I think. I think everyone from VitC either moved up or retired. Mm -hmm. And I know that, like, players from Commit, I know that, I think, like, four of them hit GM during the regular season. Because I know Marf did, Andy did, Ice Shiro. hit it. Ice hit it around, like, three, four weeks ago. And then Sh Shiro hit it as well. So it's just going to be something like that. Yeah. Everybody, uh, yeah. But once again, though, I think, like, I know Caliber, like, I know the lock-in, like, the cap SR is 3,400. 
and they're super freaking close to that 3400 locking like number. 3390? They're like, yeah, they're like 510 SR away. It does depend on placements, but I know as of last season they were super close. So, like, I know SR camping will definitely be a thing. Um, don't want to call it any teams here. <clears throat> um, illusion. Um, sorry. But no. it's definitely. No. <laughs> um, it's not SR camp. Nah, I'm joking. But it, I know I, it's definitely going to be a thing that we're going to see this season, I think. Now, mm -hmm. like, I don't know. Like, that's, that's definitely a bummer. Because you don't. You'd rather just see a team do, or at least personally, like, I'd rather be on a team who's, like, doing bad in the tier I belong in, because that's, like, that's honest, and that's the way to improve. So, right. I do not encourage anyone to do that. If you do, it's, like, kind of scummy. So, mm -hmm. so like, anyone who's, like, thinking about that, definitely don't. But I see the incentive, but the incentive is, like, super short-term, right? Because, like, okay... You have, you're performing better among people who aren't your peers. They're 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 like beneath you in capability. So like you're not improving. You're kind of stag like not only are you stagnating your own SR for like the sake of staying in a tier that you don't belong in, but you're also stagnating your capabilities as a player because you don't want to test your like limits. So hopefully we don't see that. But yeah, I I don't I don't feel bad when it's someone in like the highest tier. So like Discord last season when we had like people hitting GM midway through the season. Like that's there's nothing they could do except like drop out, but that's no fun. So like that's a bummer. So like for for players in Discord and Harmony, I kind of am hoping for a little bit more SR regulation where it's like yeah, 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 you can go up like 400 SR above the cap, but the minute you're like 500 and you hit like a whole tier above the cap for in like the case of harmony or if it's for discord then like 700 or something because i think it's like three what 380 so three, yeah three, so then, like, you yeah, hit 380 yeah so like if you hit well not even 700 because that's like top 500 but like if you're hitting like gm yeah the, the minute you hit either gm or in the case, or maybe even like a little bit further, because I feel like GM's not like GM's not that okay. like small. Like low GM is very, very not different from from masters. From my experience, yeah. from just like obviously, I'm I'm a masters player. I'm not in GM, but from the games that I do, uh, I'll I'll say candidly, I've been on accounts that aren't quite mine, um, and and it's just watched like how grandmasters players differ from masters players and it's not quite that different at the first level but i think the minute I, something clicks i guess for a grandmasters player and that's what really sets them above like the 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 curb and that's what i guess makes you top 500 eventually but hopefully i see some more like input from the mod saying hey you're 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 above your pay grade at this point so you're left with two options one go up to the the next tier or two like like leave like you, you can't you can't farm players but obviously that's 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 my like form of justice mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not a mod or anything but i feel like that would be a little bit more what i think would incentivize players to keep going and i think is what also caused a lot of players burnout i know a lot of our players on prodigious were kind of like sick of just seeing these players on the ladder that were just like way higher than us and we're like we're supposed to be like this is supposed to replicate kind of what we see in ladder play when it comes to similar strength but then differs in the 
like willingness to try out team comps and like strategy and stuff like that instead of just hopping in and playing your most comfortable hero or role or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I don't really know what you guys think about this or what the community thinks about it, but if you have any opinions on it, go for it. Well, you're never going to be able to replicate like all right, every team's like 2600 because you can't be like all right, so you guys can only play Trank, you can't play Overwatch, you can't climb, you can't fall, you can't lower in rank. You just have to, you, you can only play to the exact same SR and then you can't play anymore. So, yeah, it definitely sucks when you're like 4.3k playing against 3.6 players. But it's, it's you, you can't expect the perfect world. And I know from, like, experience... Like, it's, it's pretty shitty playing against a player that you know is better than you, and they know they're better than you. And there's physically nothing you can do about it, except run the counter to whatever they're playing and hope for the best. So, it's... And it's a community for fun. Why, why do it to begin with? Why SR camp in a... You will let you know you're gonna run over just for a community that is based off of improvement. That's my thing. But Yeah. No, I it's there's no right answer here, obviously, but there's just it's a it's a problem. There's a lot of like outcry about it from like our my perspective on what I've experienced. I, I've experienced more people that have disliked the effects of it than like benefited from it. So it's like mm-hmm. it's eh. So we'll see so yeah 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 we're, we're kind of winding down here we got like two minutes left is there any like last second or i guess last multiple seconds of you on eclipse like what do you what do you what are you gonna have to offer for us for season four what do you have what's the what what's what are we gonna see coming out of week one two three whatever of, of eclipse and and do you have anything planned before this the, the season starts i know we're doing preseason turn we're doing the preseason tournament um rock and i have already made that decision and we're going to be doing it um we're we want to be doing a few mini tournaments here and there but um other than that we're going to be primarily focusing on trank and then like week one week two stuff um we're just going to be sticking to our guns sticking to what we're good at right now and it's gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna say anything because I'd be spoiling it a little bit. But um, yeah, we're gonna be sticking to our guns, doing what we do, doing what we do best, and it's gonna be very fun. Um, I know that. Like, I'm gonna say like a personal goal for me that um, by the end of the season, I want to be like 3.8, 3.9, and then by the start of like season, hopefully by the start of season five, I really want to peak GM. But I feel like that's just, you know. That's like that's my personal goal, and then I know that Eclipse. I think everyone, like I, I know my goal that I want to, for everyone in Eclipse to hit is thirty-five. But like mm-hmm. as a team, I want us to win like like a mini tournament, like Jstar was saying, and I also want us to like. I, I really want to place top three. I feel like that's like the goal that everyone in Eclipse has in their mind is top three. So yeah. Cool, Polar. Um, yeah. My personal goal is to just kick ass on Zen. Word. <laughs> Good goal. My, my goal is to uh, hop on the Widow, release the map, and uh, pop off. That's all I want. 
Okay, Kefri, calm down. That's honest. <laughs> That's commendable. I'll see what I can do, Polar. No, we're gonna put Boykid on Widow, okay, buddy? Personal gonna... goal, kick ass on Zen, team goal, make it to the playoffs. Fair. Well, I think that'll probably about wrap it up. Uh, I guess everybody say your goodbyes. Bye! See you, See guys. you later, everybody.